hear me? Yes, I can. What's going on? I want to welcome what you up? to the show. We have one of the nicest MCs, brand new mixtape, expensive taste available on Spinrilla mixtape platforms. Is it going to be available on Apple Music? Yeah, absolutely. I have the uh, the EP barcode on Apple Music. What up, though? <laughs> What's going on? Welcome to the show, Sports and Hip Hop with DJ Mad Max. How's your night going? Oh, night's going great. I'm from the BX, so... <laughs> shout, shout out, out to the out Bronx. To the shout out to the Bronx. Let's Speaking go. of the Bronx, Cool Herc actually discovered you. He found you and was the one that brought you to Benzino. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, shout out to Cool Herc. You know, Cool Herc is a legend. You know, they, they named the block after him. And I was on it because I was such a little girl, but he was able to see the talent from a young age. So that's the godfather. That's right. The innovator of hip hop. How are you feeling about the new mixtape, Expensive Taste? Uh, I feel like it's dope. I feel like it's a mixture. You know what I mean? I, I, I put some street stuff in there along with some radio friendly music. And I think it's the best of both worlds leading up to that single that I got coming out. I think the best on there for me when I listened to it was So Cold, So Brooklyn. You really went in there. I love the Foxy reference on there saying that they compare me to Foxy Brown, but not the new Fox, not the Foxy of now. That was dope. Right. I like that line. But you paid homage to Foxy on the new mixtape with OI. Yes, absolutely. And that line is like, that's why I say no disrespect, but no yeah. respect. Because no disrespect. I'm not dis- disrespecting her. I love Foxy. I've always been compared to her as a dark-skinned female, lyrical um but um, it's, it is the old Fox that we love, that we, we, we love. Everyone loves Fox and we want to pay homage to her. So salute to Fox. Um, it's just the new Fox. We want to hear more from her. So no, no disrespect. Shout out to Foxy Brown. I love it. <laughs> That's right. Il Nana, one of the greatest hip hop albums of all time. The thing that always gets me annoyed when, is when people bring up in interviews, whenever they interview a female rapper, is that they feel as though, oh, do you feel any pressure being a female in this industry? Do you feel like the barrier is broken for female MCs? Because in my world, I feel like it is. I don't know how you feel. You probably feel differently because I approach it all. You're all hip hop artists. We have Lil' Kim and Queen Latifah, MC Light. We have all these legendary female MCs. So I just categorize you all into hip hop artists, just one category. Absolutely. I feel like the barrier is broken now. I think for a minute we was all trying to kick down the doors where to let the females in. But females is winning from every aspect now. Um, I think it's even though females as women is still it's still hard because there's a certain level that we're trying to get that people won't let us achieve. But right now they are giving females a chance to to show their talent. So I do love that. And I think it's a space where females should be able to get on a song with each other and represent. That's right. And it's speaking of female MCs and it should be more just MCs. The first album that you bought, I believe, was the Fuji's The Score with Lauren Hill. Right. I love Lauren. I mean, Lauren, I'm a fan of Lauren Hill just because I think that her swag is dope and that she's an artist. She's a, a, um, a R&B artist, but then she's lyrical as well. So and then she a Gemini. So my Gemini's anybody. Anytime I, I meet a Gemini, I'm like, I know you talented. So <laughs> shout out to <laughs> shout out to the Fugees. Yeah. An album that you fell in love that made you really fall in love with hip hop was All Eyes on Me, your top five, Tupac, Biggie, Jay-Z, Nas. And you put Lauren Hill in your top five. Absolutely. Um, Tupac, see, Tupac, um, tu- Tupac to me is one of the greatest. I just feel like his music is on, um, I don't want to say unmatched, but it's, it's legendary. It can, you can still play it today and it, it, it gives you a vibe. It's, there's not one story that he can't tell that someone can relate to. So I love me some Tupac. All eyes on me. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the most polarizing hip hop artist of all time. He's the most important, I would say, and key. 
just everything that he spoke out about. He, he was so versatile when it came to hip hop and his records, Me Against the World. And then you look at Tupacalypse now with songs like Brenda's Got a Baby. Absolutely. Yeah, it's more storytelling. It's more um, more lyrical. Um, I know the game changed, but at the same time, you can't stop timeless music. And that's mm-hmm. what I love about pop. That's what I love about legendary music. Like when you make music to be timeless, that's the key. Mm-hmm. You started out Maybe. in ciphers. At, that's right. And you started out in ciphers as the only female at these ciphers. So people will recognize you right away at the Bronx. What was your door into the industry? Because I know that you were a dancer at the Apollo. Yeah, my door. Um, I, the stage was never, never nothing that, that wasn't new to me because I've danced like since a little girl. I've always been dancing. Um, shout out to Teens in Motion. Shout out to Conrad and the, the Teens in Motion family, the MBK family. Um, the the door into hip hop was basically being consistent, showing them that I'm just I'm not just a dancer and that I am taking my music seriously. And that what that will come from doing ciphers and stuff and letting men know that whoa, she's really serious. Because at first it's like, who's this girl? Who she thinks she is? And you know what I mean? But then as the talent, it's talent starts to speak to itself and then consistency, consistency shows that you're serious. So that's, I think that's where the, um, when people start to take you serious is that you're, be, you're being consistent with your work. That's right. And, and we know that Cool Herquette, we mentioned in the interview earlier that he was the one that recognized you, brought you to Benzino. From there, how did you start networking into the game and building up your connections? Um, I pretty much started doing more shows. Um, I kind of, that's when I transitioned and, and came to the South and started moving around Atlanta. Showing in Atlanta. Um, shout out to DJ, DJ Scream. I made sure I got with a dope, a dope DJ to, to do my mixtapes and, and really maneuver around through the South, even with my New York swag to just to, to get a place in, in Atlanta. Cause Atlanta, they, they hold each other down, but if you come correct, they'll, they'll respect you and open the door for you. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because I've talked to plenty of artists that have moved out of New York. Do you think that's how the better your career, would you say? It's obviously worked for you, but you think that's the, the way to really move out here is to relocate out of New York as an artist? I think so. And I, I'm, I'm no disrespect to New York. I just feel like New York is be kind of aggressive. Um, I think where we come from is more of a, a it's more of a competitive nature, but more than a helpful nature. In Atlanta, they like to help the, help each other. You know what I mean. So coming from New York, it gives you go, you getting on the South Beat. It's such a unique sound, and they they more comfortable with helping a New Yorker versus a New Yorker helping a New Yorker. So being at the South got away. I think you can maneuver a little bit better in the South coming from New York. A hundred percent, and I agree with you on that. And you know, New York they don't like to help out their own artists, but they'll take from Atlanta artists too. That's why the artists from here sound like Atlanta, which is insane. That's a whole other story. <laughs> Unbelievable. DJ Scream was the one who gave you your name, Dirty Diana. Yeah, shout out to Scream, man. Scream did that by accident. The mixtape was Dirty Diana, but my name was just Diana. So he was like, Dirty Diana, shout out my girl, and everybody's like. That's unforgettable. Like, if I tell you, nice to meet you, my name's Dirty Diana, they're not going to forget because right away you reference Michael Jackson, the song Michael Jackson, or, you know, it's just an unforgettable name. So I was like, I think I like that. It's edgy, it's catchy, and you're not going to forget that you met me. I love it. So I ran with it. That's right. DJ K-Slay is another 
huge supporter of yours. He's had you up at his radio show, and I hope he continues to recover from COVID-19. We had a scare there with, with K-Slay. Thank, we're losing too many hip-hop soldiers out here. We didn't need to lose him, and I hope everything goes great with him in recovering. How did you meet DJ K-Slay and establish a relationship with him? Uh, shout out my boy Delson. That's my twin, my Gemini twin. Um, you know, Delson used to manage me and and um, you know, with me, I'm a relationship person. So when I gain relationships, I don't I don't lose them. That's that's family. He brought me up to um K Slay and one time at K Slay, we locked in. See, K Slay like to give people opportunities, he give people chances. So once I met Slay, it was always like, yo, Slay, I got a I got a project coming out. I need to, I need to get on the radio. I need to interview. He's like, come on, when you're coming up, come. So it was always love. And then I returned, I returned the favor. And he was like, yo, I got a project. I need you to get on it. I was like, when? He like, now. I got on it ASAP. He's like, when you can shoot the video. I'm like, today. He's like, okay, so I need you to get the camera. It was like today, ASAP. And I'm actually not only on his album once, I'm on his album twice. That's right. So I'm praying for K-Slate, for real. Like, no doubt. I'm praying that he fully recover because he's a genuine, genuine dude that likes to give people chances. That's right. And he cares about the real hip hop artists out here, too. He doesn't he don't he doesn't care about the the numbers or anything. He'll bring you up. If you have bars, he'll bring you up. And you did a, a great freestyle, 16 bars on the spot over Biggie's unbelievable freestyle instrumental. Yeah. Yeah, that was incredible. Um, I love to show the raw talent. I just I like to prove that I can make a song, too, though, because some lyrical artists can't make a song. So I like to show both of the best, best the best of both worlds. But certain platforms is when you have to show your, your raw talent. Like I'm Flex is next and I'm just I'm throwing it out there, putting it in the universe. Flex. Flex is another a, another good friend of mine. DJ Funk Flex. You already you already heard it. You hear here first. I'm bodying that verse when I go up there. hundred <laughs> percent. And I know you will. The, the bar has been set low on that show for years. So we need some more MCs to go and grace that mic. And he's got to have a great reaction to it. Enough of the just sitting there. But <laughs> <laughs> the barcode EP was inspired by your meeting with DMX. I saw the video with DMX and you made it clear when you posted the video, I'm not on some clout chasing nonsense. And you weren't. We know that you really cared about DMX and you could see the reaction and, and the chemistry that you had between you two and the conversation that you had. And I'm going to ask you what that conversation was like, because that's one of the greatest of all time. And he did it his way. And it was so unfortunate when we lost him and you guys were going to make some songs together. So just explain to me how the, the relationship with DMX came about and that conversation went for you. Man, that was so sentimental to me. I mean, shout out to AB. AB um, took me to DMX um, to meet DMX and took me to DMX. And that conversation was just so uh, intimate. You understand? Like, I've always been a fan of DMX. Um, so meeting him in person, it was already enough of an inspiration. But the fact that he sat, he sat me down and he took me serious. He asked me, why did I want to wet? Like, it wasn't no play. It was on go go time. Why do you want to do this? What does this mean to you? Do what? Let me hear something. Can you explain to me what this is about? And we, we sat there and went, you know, bar for bar. And, and um, I told him, he was like, what, what does your name mean? What does hip hop mean to you? Why do you want to do this? And when I answered the questions, he respected me enough to be like, I'll give it to you. You know what I mean? And then... We, and as an MC, he respected enough for me to even hear his album before it came out. So I was able to hear his album. We was able to vibe. And of course, he had to bring God in the picture because he was telling, I never did this to nobody, but God told me to tell you this. This is what you need to do because 
until you do this, they're not going to understand. They need more pain from you. They need more realistic. They need more realistic music from you, from your experiences. And then the people would get, they would get to know you more. And I took it in and I took it with me and I'm going to take it with me forever because literally we exchange numbers and he's like, all right, you know, when you would come to New York, call up to Yonkers, we're going to get you in the studio. Two weeks later, he was gone. So Tom, Tom is everything. You can't, you have to value your time and, and everything that you do. Don't waste it. Rest in peace, DMX, man. That was probably the most influential person I've ever met. That's what was going to be my next question. Was that the most important conversation you've had with someone in this industry so far? That was the most important conversation I've ever had. Um, because it was different. It was different. It, he, I mean, he hit on God. <laughs> he yeah. hit on the streets. He hit on spirituality. He hit on um, people being real and people being fake and how you have to stay true to who you are. There's a fan base for everybody. He said, don't, don't change. And it was just, it was so dope. It was so dope. Rest in peace, X, man. Rest in peace. The, the collaboration between you and X would have been phenomenal. It would, it would have definitely just, it's, it's a shame that it didn't come out because that, that would have done wonders for you too. But unfortunately, things keep moving and eventually that track will come along in which you will get that recognition that you deserve. Thank you. I appreciate it. A hundred percent. It's, it's all in the talent. I hear you, you have the bars and it's unfortunate that artists have to go through what they're going through out here and, and defeat the machine. And I've heard you say in in other interviews that you have to learn the business of things before you can make it to the top. What would you say are the most important things that you have to learn in the business aspects in order to make it to the top? Uh, With me, I definitely had to learn my paperwork because my paperwork wasn't right. And uh, everything that you do is about paperwork. There was, I mean, I lost $100,000 in three months before. So it's always about doing your paperwork um, and encoding your music. Like I literally had to, I'm, I'm probably like a teenager, like reading up on learning how to do ISRC codes, learning how to register my stuff through ASCAP and SoundScan and meeting with Pandora, and just to make sure your stuff is okay. Because if it's not, then you're not receiving anything. You're working so hard and not even getting a royalty check. So I I think is the most important part is just at least learning how to register your music. And that's an important way of going about it. And you keep learning and eventually you're going to master the game. And that's when you head to the top and you're destined for it. Like I said, the talent is there. You're talented in some of all these artists out here. And like I said, it's unfortunate what artists that have actual talent go through courtside at the Nets game. Being from the Bronx, are you a Nets fan? No, I wish I was. I'm a Lakers fan. You're a Lakers fan. I'm a Lakers fan. Rest in peace, Kobe, man. But, um, you know, in New York, you you, you got to go to a Nets game. It's, it's just only right. <laughs> <laughs> Not the Knicks? <laughs> well, I don't blame it. I'm a Knicks fan. I don't blame people to go into Knicks games because they're terrible. Oh, man, they're so horrible. But I want, them to, I want them to do so better. I do. I'm rooting for them. I feel like as soon as the, the Nets win, I mean, the Knicks win a game is when New York is going to be stamped again, and then the industry, everything is going to go back to New York. Now, when is that going to happen? I don't know, but that's how I feel. <laughs> it's been years. The Knicks are the worst team in New York sports, and it isn't even <laughs> close. It's not even close when I really <laughs> jot it down and look through the teams and the lineups over the years and just their statistics, not even close. And I don't blame Great. you for saying courtside at the Nets game. And is it your goal one day to go back to the Apollo 
where you were once a dancer and it shows that you've grown as an artist, you established yourself as an artist and perform there because Lauren Hill, someone that you grew up as idol idolizing and appreciating her music. And she was booed there as a young artist, a teenager, I believe. Is that one of your goals one day is to go to the Apollo and perform and, and receive the praise and show oh, up? I would love to be right in Harlem at the Apollo going crazy and having the crowd going crazy and just bringing it back to where I'm from. Um, I would absolutely love that. And, you know, being boo, it just shows you that no matter what you go through, the people that make you think you horrible, if you know that you a legend in the inside, then you reach sky's the limit. Laura Hill was boo. Come on now. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I would love to touch the Apollo stage and perform as a rap artist because I danced there prior. So I would love to show a different side of me. That's right. And speaking of the sports talk, we got in the sports talk before D Rose was a record that you did with Dragon. D Rose is one of your favorite basketball players. Yeah. D Rose. I'm going to tell you why though, because D Rose with D Rose, I think he's super incredible. I think he's underrated, and I think that people are slacking because of injuries. You know what I mean? Like, but one thing I love about D Rose, and I like to compare himself to to me, he doesn't give up, no matter how hurt, no matter how going and going and going. But he's super talented. Shout out to D Rose, and of course that's why I did that record because I'm I'm balling like I'm D Rose. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, people uh, known about that record. That's one of the ones that have put your career on the map this far you've actually established your own created your own label and clothing line we'll get to the record label first imperial records you signed some artists out here too an afro beats yeah. artist too that's in a different country yeah shout out to um um Wanaira. Wanaira is incredible we've been in touch for a long time i was actually trying to bring him here i'm like i'm gonna get you here i'm telling you because he's so incredible i'm gonna get you here we gotta get you here. i just gotta get you some paperwork to show you working um, but it's coming. It's coming soon. I just like to network um, and, and put artists on a map because there's so many talented artists that don't get seen. I swear. Super talented. Yeah. Courtesy brought to you by your mainstream radio stations. I want to get into your Get Dirty Clothing line. That's a line that you established. You had your own water bottle speakers going on, too. It would yeah, play your song. I, That's a great marketing technique. Yeah. See, I like to work out. Um uh running's always my thing being athletic is always my thing so i tried to create a way where like how can i incorporate sports with music so with the water bottle you can sell your single in a water bottle because it has an sd card that you can insert your single so as soon as someone turns it on they're hearing your single so you could run listen to your, your music and they're like who is this and they'll they'll go ahead and um stream is you get a stream on your on your music play so i thought that was super dope and every time i go to the radio station i'll give it as a gift those water bottles do you have any new products coming from your clothing line yeah well i have uh self-made hoodies that we, oh. we're gonna uh where are you i have okay. self-made hoodies that um that's coming with the new project everything is gonna be self-made material was it true that i think that your products were actually featured in some nba commercials too yeah, well, we put it out there. We put out the commercial for during um, basketball season. I'm a basketball head because I used to play. <laughs> but we put it out there for um, sports seasons. And um, the water bottles kind of went really, really crazy. I was trying to figure out how can we, um, what can we do different to patent it a little bit different. So I was thinking about adding like a charging, charging system to it where you could charge your phone at the same time. But um, it's, it's been an incredible invention. Movies is something else that you've taken part of in 
Black Roses. That that was your that was an own movie that you made, I think, right? Yeah, I'm gonna tell you, Black Roses was inspired by um, Jay Z's movie. Um, um, what's that? Uh, help me out with when Jay Z did the the little, they did the movie thing and it was rapping in the movie. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I, I it can't click. It that just happens. Yeah, it was inspired, and I just wanted to put my own music in the background so I could get credit for my music. So we we created our own independent film, which was dope. Yeah, Spitfire was something else. Another movie that you had a role in. Did you took some acting classes? Yeah, Spitfire was another one. I had a good role in that one. I was kind of kicked down doors, and I was pulling out the guns, and I was like, "Move over!" <laughs> so I showed the gangster sign. But I was involved in a lot of independent films that um have me interested in and hopefully one day taking the acting a little more serious at the same time because i think it goes hand in hand with rapping i agree the same with sports did now you took some acting classes or was it just all natural once you went into these roles it's all it was all natural i mean i didn't take um i tried to take some classes but i didn't i didn't go too in depth with it um, so when I get my scripts, I just learn them and, and see how I can maneuver with the part. You've worked with a dozen of artists already, Gunplay, Corey Guns. We can go on and on about who you've collaborated with, but eventually you want to work with Rick Ross, Fabulous, Jay-Z. Those are some ones to name. Uh, coming soon. We have some of those coming soon. Hey, right there. I swear. You can't tell me I'm not manifesting those those um those features right there. But um, yes, those are artists that I would love to work with, especially Jay-Z, especially Ross, Future, Lil Baby now. Lil Baby is like number one on my list. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm um, speaking into existence. That's right. Dirty Diana, is there anything else you would love to let the audience know, your fans know, anything? I just want to let y'all know it's just the beginning. I swear, it's just the, be- the beginning for me. Um. DJ Mad Max, you already explained to them my resume, but it's really just the beginning. It's just now being, it's just now, I'm just now getting started. So you're going to hear more of me. Um, I'm excited. This is what I love to do. And it's time to turn it up a notch. Make sure y'all get that mixtape. That mixtape is in, the link is in my bio. And I have an EP called Barcode that if y'all haven't got it, you need to download it. It's about to get real. You already know the vibes. Thank you. Thank That's you right. for having me. Yeah, of course. You're always welcome on the show. Shout out to El Nice for connecting us as well. He's he's definitely a real person out here. Shout out to El Nice. This vibe is so dope. Um, we got work to do. So El Nice, you already know the vibe. <laughs> That's right. And they can follow you on Instagram at the real dirty Diana and Twitter at Dirty Diana. Absolutely absolutely. You already know. Dirty Diana, anytime you're welcome on the show, anytime when you got some upcoming album, you're always welcome on. And, you know, enjoy the rest of your night. Take care and stay safe, all right? Thank you. Thanks for having me. Appreciate you, Max. Of course, anytime. Later. Peace out.